Welcome into the On3 Studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. It is Thursday morning and it's been quite the week. Really, it's been a wild start to this year. Nick Saban stepped down, the transfer portal. It's going crazy right now. Visits are starting back up this week. And meanwhile, at the same time, the 2025 class is revving its engine and ready to go. Now, we're going to talk some 2025 QB dominoes in this show with Chad Simmons. So let's all settle in. We got a lot to cover today, and I'm really excited to do it. All right, I'm also going to talk about the best available transfer portal targets here in a minute. But we got a little bit of a mess to clean up in the 2024 cycle before we move forward. Five days ago, we talked with Jerry Hamilton about four-star defensive lineman DeAndre Robinson. Remember, he signed with Texas. Well, now he has been released from his LOI, and he's back on the market. Two primary teams involved, UF and LSU. Although I don't know how much of a factor LSU is going to be. Now, they did sign his defensive line coach, Bo Davis, from Texas to LSU. So that's why they're being connected. But all signs point to UF right now. DeAndre Robinson, originally from Orlando. Sounds like he's going to want to stay closer to home. Now, maybe, just maybe, Colorado is a sleeper team to watch. I know he did visit Colorado throughout his recruitment. But I think he's headed to UF. And the Gators needed another true defensive lineman in this class, and Robinson would fill that need. Keep an eye on that. It's Thursday around noon as we're filming this, so just be careful. Maybe, just maybe, by the time this comes out, he commits. But if not, I think it's going to be trending in the Gators' direction. Keep an eye on that. All right, now let's get to the portal. Alabama, Washington, Arizona, all their players have been hitting the portal. Those are the new names this week. But we're sort of winding it all down because the spring semester at most programs is getting started. And you got to get them in that spring semester window if you want to participate in spring football. And that's important for a lot of these transfers. So in this video, I'm going to go over the top available transfers that are still looking for a home. But first, do me a favor, hit subscribe. We got this thing over 40K and still rolling. If you rocked with us at all in 2023, hit that subscribe button for me, please. All right, who we talk about? We got Caleb Downs, we got Zalance Hurd, Jabbar Muhammad, Parker Beresford, and Amari Niblack all on the market, all looking to transfer here soon. We'll start with DB Caleb Downs leaving Alabama, the all-freshman everything, planning to hit the portal. Now he's in the portal. Steve Wolfong reported last night that he spoke to his father, and it looks like he's going to try to take about 48 hours to make a final decision on where Caleb Downs is going to play football next. Now, this morning, on threes, Pete Nakos reported that Ohio State is coming down to do an in-home visit with Caleb Downs and his family in the state of Georgia some point today. Now, I still think it's Georgia, and I still think that we could get an announcement later today, but Ohio State is not going down without a fight. I mean, Georgia makes the most sense because Tavares Robinson, his primary recruiter's defensive backs coach, leaves Alabama, goes to Georgia, which is why we all think Caleb Downs is in the portal anyway. He's not taking any visits. So I think all signs point to Georgia, but he is going to hear Ohio State out. We'll see if that changes the tone of this recruitment. All right. Uh, offensive tackles, Lance Hurd leaving LSU. Now, it's been kind of silent on his recruitment for about 10 to 14 days. He hit the portal, made quick visits to Oklahoma and Tennessee, and then things just went silent. Talked to some sources today. I think something could happen soon. 
maybe we don't even get an announcement from Zalanser. He might just walk up to the school that he intends to go to and enroll, and that's when we're going to find out where Zalanser is going. But it does sound like it's still just two teams, Oklahoma or Tennessee. I don't know which way I'm leaning, maybe a little bit towards Tennessee. What do you guys think? All right, let's talk about the next player on this list. That's Jabbar Muhammad. Early on, now he's leaving Washington, one of the top corners in the portal. Oregon jumped out, got it, got in contact with him. And today, though, he's in Austin. He's at Texas. I believe the visit started yesterday, so it's probably wrapping up at some point today. Longhorns are making him a priority. But the big question is, does he visit Alabama this weekend? That was what is tentatively scheduled. And you got to wonder, if he makes it to Tuscaloosa, does he choose to link back with Kalen DeBoer or – does Oregon or Texas provide a better opportunity? I still think Oregon might be the favorite, but Texas is putting on a hard push. We got to see what he has to say when he leaves that visit. All right, up next, offensive lineman Parker Brailsford. He's on his way as I speak to Alabama for an official visit. Now he's leaving Washington. This makes sense because Alabama lost their starting center to Ohio State in the transfer portal. Now, Parker Brailsford, he started two games this season at Washington at guard, but he's also started 12 at center. So he's an interior offensive lineman all the way, starter caliber prospect, and it makes sense for him to head to Alabama. They have a big need. He's He played for Kalen DeBoer. I don't know if he has, I don't think he has any other visits scheduled. So it looks like Alabama could pick one up on the offensive line. All right, let's stay at Alabama. Well, leaving Alabama, tight end Amari Niblack. All signs point to Texas with him. They are making him a priority early. It's the only name I'm really truly hearing, but I wonder if a program like an Auburn, like a Florida State, could get involved there. Right now, though, I'd say he's all Texas. They've signed three wide receivers on the offensive side of the ball. They want one more tight end to fill out this transfer portal class. I think Niblack makes a lot of sense for the Longhorns. What do you guys think? Let me know. Oh, we also got Caden Proctor, but I don't know if I really consider him available because all sources point to him heading to Iowa. 24-7, Steve Wiltfong dropped a crystal ball pick for Caden Proctor to return to Iowa. I think it makes a lot of sense. If you remember his recruitment, he was a five-star prospect. He was the number one player in the state of Iowa, committed to Iowa, the top offensive tackle, and Nick Saban was able to flip him the night before signing day. So if you're Caden Proctor, if you're not going to go to an Iowa as an offensive tackle, then the only other place you'd probably go is Alabama to play for Nick Saban. But if Nick Saban's not there anymore, then what are we really doing? So I can understand why Caden Proctor is being a lot of experts are pointing to Iowa for him. But what do you guys think? Who's the most important player still left in the portal? Where are they going? Comment section below. Let me know where these guys are going. All right. We got a big show for you today. We're going to talk QB dominoes with Chad Simmons. Also, some big names trending to Georgia. Then we'll wrap it up with Jerry Hamilton talking Texas's big junior day. All right, let's get to it. Georgia's Kirby Smart is on the recruiting trail today, and he is visiting five-star Elijah Griffin. He's the top player in the state of Georgia for 2025 and the top-rated defensive lineman in America 
This is all happening just as Georgia predictions have been rolling in on the recruiting prediction machine. So I got a feeling that dogs are about to get hot on the trail. I got on three director of recruiting Chad Simmons with me to talk about who is trending to the dogs early in the offseason. But first, UGA fans, do me a favor. Hit subscribe. We had a great time last year. We're going to have even more fun covering recruiting this year. Hit subscribe for me, please. All right. Bring on the great Chad Simmons. Here we go, Chad. Trending early for 2025. Now, you have three predictions in for top prospects heading to that you think are going to be heading to Georgia. We got Elijah Griffin, Zayden Walker, and Travis Smith. Start at the top there with Elijah Griffin, defensive lineman from Savannah, the number one defensive lineman in America. And this was your a recent pick within the last week. Chad, what is going on with Georgia and Elijah Griffin? Yeah, Josh, really not a lot has changed there. I feel I've been painting the picture for really over a year that George has been the team at the top of that list for Elijah Griffin. He's a big time prospect, big time target for George and many other national programs across the country. He's been to Georgia, you know, 10 plus times. Georgia offered him before he ever even started high school down in the southeastern part of the state. And they identified him early and have really been on him as much as they can since that time for now two, two and a half, three years. So they have that relationship in place. He was back on campus uh, this past weekend in Athens and, and brought his grandma, had his sister with him. His entire family and support group was there. And uh, the buzz coming out of that visit was really at an all-time high. And that kind of led me to go ahead and put my pick in for the University of Georgia. Now, do I think a decision comes here this week, next week, or even this month? Probably not, mm. uh, based on what I'm hearing. But recruiting, obviously, is very fluid and things change. But right now, I see Georgia will be very tough to beat whenever he makes that decision. Yeah, I was going to ask you if that, if your pick, the timing of it had anything to do with the decision timeline, but you just put it in because he was riding high off that visit. Yeah, I don't think the decision is really imminent. I, I do think at one time he was looking to make a decision, maybe even December of this year, the early signing period. But I think now that that's been pushed up uh, and likely happening spring, summer. Could things go sooner? Uh, sure, things happen, but I, I do not think. Uh, a decision happens anytime too soon based on what I'm hearing right now. I just like Georgia and where they sit today. Uh, and I think whenever he decides, they'll be very tough to beat. All right. The next prospect we're talking about is linebacker Zayden Walker, another five-star, the number one linebacker in America, the number nine player overall. And this this pick goes way back for you, Chad. Zayden Walker, you put a pick in a while ago for Georgia. How you how you feeling there? And who is Georgia's top competition when it comes to Walker? Yeah, feeling no different, Josh. I think if I remember correctly, I put that pick in maybe after he visited Athens for the South Carolina game back in the fall. Right. And again, like Elijah, he's an in-state kid that Georgia offered. He was in ninth grade at Schley County. South Georgia guy, a guy they've been on for two plus years. They built the relationship with him, uh, his mother, his family. Uh, everyone close to him. And, and like Elijah, he was back in Athens this weekend. There's been nothing to change my feelings about where Georgia sits in this race. I think Miami uh, has been probably the biggest, most consistent competition mm -hmm. for Georgia, but I think Georgia's lead is pretty substantial uh, in this race. There are other schools out there, South Carolina, you know, he mentioned Florida State and Florida at different times. I think there's if there's one school, though, that's competition for Georgia, it is Miami, but I like mm -hmm. where Georgia sits with the elite linebacker at Schley County. 
Georgia doing what they do, starting to stack those number ones. If they could get Elijah Griffin, the number one defensive lineman, Zayden Walker, the number one linebacker, that class starts to look a lot like the one they just signed. Now, to your most recent RPM pick, that's wide receiver Travis Smith, big, tall, six foot four out of the Atlanta, Georgia area. Now, he's the number 154th best player overall. And why did you put a pick in for him? He is currently trending to Georgia at 93%. Yeah, I just like where George is at. They really did a good job over the weekend with him kind of painting the picture of how he could fit into that scheme. Obviously, he was very interested even before this past weekend, but his his relationship with Brian McClendon, uh, spent some time with OC Mike Bobo over the weekend. Uh, he had family there with him as well. Um, and this battle has really been, I would say since like mid-fall, this battle has been between Georgia and the school he's visiting this weekend, Tennessee. Uh, I like where Georgia sits right now. I think a decision for Travis uh, likely comes sooner than later in the coming months. I do think uh, he looks to cut his list down here pretty soon. I think you'll see Georgia and Tennessee definitely right there at the top of that list. Then a decision probably sometime right after that uh, mm. cut is made. But I think Georgia in a great spot because of relationships, location, and offensive fit for Travis Smith. All right, Georgia fans, that's one to keep an eye on. It could pop soon. All right, one. Now, those are the ones that are trending. Now, I'm going to ask you about somebody that's not trending, but he recently decommitted from Alabama, and I'm talking about Edge Zion Grady out of Troy, Alabama. He's the number 40th best player overall, so top 50 player. Just reopened his recruitment. What are you hearing there, Chad? Yeah, I mean, obviously the coaching change at Alabama has this 2025 class for Bama kind of in flux right now. Obviously some unknown um you know, coaches coming in from the West Coast, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and I think Zionist wants to kind of take a step back, uh, see what happens with that staff under Kalen DeBoer, uh, what kind of scheme they run defensively, what his potential fit is in the new scheme uh, there, and just see how he feels with the people that will now be running the program in Tuscaloosa. When he committed to Alabama, Georgia was a very big threat to the Crimson Tide and very much in this race as well. He's supposed to be back uh, in Athens in February, on February 3rd. He's been there numerous times. He does like the scheme that Georgia runs, being that odd man front. He could be a stand-up edge guy in their defensive scheme. He has a relationship with Glenn Schumann, uh, the linebackers coach as well. So he was at Auburn uh, this past weekend, visiting schools like Florida State, maybe back to Alabama at some point in the coming weeks as well but george is very much in this race again as well all right well zion grady not currently trending to georgia but he could be soon like all the others chad simmons thanks for dropping by the inside scoop talk a little georgia recruiting with us yep thank you texas longhorns recruiting just never stops and that's why we're here to talk the latest developments and once again I got my guy Jerry Hamilton with me. We're going to talk about the Horns big junior day this weekend. Also, Ryan Williams, a five-star wide receiver. He was the first casualty of the Nick Saban retirement announcement, and he'll be in Austin soon. We're going to break down that visit. But first, hit subscribe for me, Texas fans. It's going to be a crazy offseason. We need you to be a part of it. So go ahead, hit subscribe for me, please. All right. Let's bring on on three national recruiting analysts, Jerry Hamilton and Jerry. Let's take a look at these Ryan Williams official visit dates. Now, he went to Texas A&M on January 12th, and he'll be at Alabama this weekend. Texas is on the 26th. 
Then Auburn will get the final visit on February 2nd, about three days before National Signing Day. So what do you make of these visits and what does it tell you about Ryan Williams' recruitment? Yeah, I think it's coming down to the wire. I mean, I think Texas is in this very much so. But I think Alabama getting him on campus twice, right? He came for an unofficial visit earlier this week. I think that's big, giving Kalen DeBoer a couple of shots at this. There's in-home visits still remaining as well. He's never been to Austin, so that'll be interesting. Obviously, K.J. Lacey's told him a great deal about the University of Texas, his teammate at Sarah Land and 2025 Texas commitment, but he's never been on campus at the University of Texas, so that's going to be a big visit for him and Steve Sarkeesian to see how comfortable quickly he can get in Austin. You know he's comfortable at Alabama. You know he's comfortable at Auburn. He's been to Auburn probably more than anywhere else right. since the start of the season, and obviously his father played there. So the question in for Texas, who's chasing Alabama and Auburn, is can they get Ryan to where he feels comfortable in the city of Austin, around the university, around the players in the program? Aside from the football part of it, the scheme, everything, that's known. I do know he has a really good relationship with Steve Sarkeesian, who has not used his in-home. I think that's going to be interesting down the stretch as well. Josh's when does Steve Sarkeesian, Kalen DeBoer, Hugh Freeze, and then Mike Elko, who I think a is probably on the outside looking in, but when do those guys use their in-home visits? Uh, it's probably coming up in the next week. Uh, but I give Alabama and Auburn the edge because, look, he's going to Alabama twice. He's only going to Texas once. He's never been. He's going back to Auburn again, the last visit, which will make at least five trips to Auburn since the start of the football season. Oh, yeah. So let's do the visit science here. If you if you take into account that he set these visits up before Nick Saban retired, well, when he set them up, okay, looking at Auburn on, on February 2nd, I thought, hmm, it's kind of weird that Alabama didn't fight harder for that final visit spot knowing their in-state rival was going to try to lock it down. But, you know, maybe I'll give them the edge because Nick Saban. But now with Nick Saban gone, I think that Auburn visit tells me a lot. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think that's certainly possible, Josh. I think you're on the something. But before Nick Saban retired, down at the Under Armour All-America game, the impression I got was Alabama was still in the driver's seat. And I think multiple people got that impression as well, despite a lot of people thinking, oh, he's just going to end up at Auburn. Now, obviously, that's changed. Um, so it's more of a true battle. The question there is, you know, how, what's the fit like at Auburn? Obviously, a couple of five-star receivers already in the class. Mm -hmm. Texas has three portal guys coming in, right? Ryan Williams is now a 2024, but he's not a midterm enrollee, so he won't uh, be to the college he picks until June. But I think, uh, obviously, there's a lot of uh, – upside with the Auburn fan base right now. But I'll still say this. I think his heart was still with Alabama before Nick Saban retired. Where is that heart going to be in two weeks or three weeks? We're going to find out pretty quick. Uh, any chance they can get KJ Lacey to Austin the same weekend that Ryan Williams is there? Uh, he is going to be there. Oh, uh, it's a great what point, a coincidence. Josh. KJ Lacey is going to be there. Yeah, so KJ Lacey's not going to Texas Junior Day this weekend on the 20th. He is going to go on the 27th, the weekend that Ryan Williams visits Texas. And obviously, uh, Steve Sarkeesian's expected through Sarah Land, I believe, next week before the official visit. And K.J. Lacey comes on campus for his unofficial. Oh, but yes, K.J. Lacey will be there with Ryan Williams that weekend. Mm -mm -mm. All right. And you hinted at it. There is a big junior day going on this weekend. Now, Inside Texas has the full list, but there are some big names that I want to hit on that will be in Austin this weekend. Jerry, we got Dorian Brew.
Jordan Davidson and Jabori Antone. Now let's start with Dorian Brew. He's the number 22 overall prospect, five-star corner. He's from the state of Texas, and he could be making a decision soon. Jerry, what's the latest? Inside Scoop fans, college football season is wrapping up, and it also means that the NFL is winding down as well. But there's still some great games left in the season. And you know what's not great, though? Finding last-minute tickets. Finding last-minute tickets, it can be a nightmare. Do not let this be the way your 2024 goes. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. The Game Time app is great. It's easy to use, and it works in any city, any team. And you get the best price guarantee. Do not stress over getting into your team's favorite games anymore. There's only so many big games, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money. Zone deals, all right? This is where you pick a section, and Game Time picks the seats for big savings. So here's what we're going to do. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah, I think Ohio State's the favorite. He's going to be at Texas January 20th for the junior day. Steve Sarkeesian scheduled to be at Conroe High, I believe, Friday morning uh, to see Dorian Brew before that junior day. Texas is making a late run at this. But the reality is he's he's been a lean to Ohio State. His mom's in the Ohio State tra- uh, Hall of Fame uh, in track. Uh, so there's connections to Ohio State there. He did go to high school briefly in Ohio as well. Family, obviously, is from Ohio. So there's a lot of connections to the state and Ohio State. I think Ohio State's the clear favorite headed into the Texas Junior Day on the 20th. Texas will give it a big swing. Will it be enough? It's going to have to be a really big swing, Josh. Really important visit. If they are going to turn the tide, it's going to have to be this weekend. Now let's talk about running back Jordan Davison. He is out of California, modern-day high school. We know that's where Brandon Baker came from. Top 50 player in his own right. He's a four-star prospect right now. Very electric running back. What are the Longhorns' chances heading into the weekend right now, Jerry? Uh, Texas was the favorite early in the season. I think they slipped a little bit. Is that because two more backs were signed in the in the 24 class and are early enrollees? We'll, we'll find out on that. But he is coming in this weekend uh, for the junior day, right? But there was It was questioned whether he was going to come in or not. I think Alabama and Ohio State had probably leapfrogged a little bit ahead in, uh, of Texas at, at one point. He does like Oregon. I think those are the four schools that are mentioned most. But here, here's the thing. He decided to come into Austin on the 20th. I think that's a huge visit for Texas, obviously, in this one, because Texas understands that they, they were out in front at one point. Now head into this visit, maybe not so much. But where is Alabama now with Nick Saban retiring? How much did that change the calculus? Uh, because at the start of the season, it was Texas and Ohio State, followed by Oregon, Alabama, and then USC was still mentioned. I think Texas does have some ground to make up here. Uh, right now, but I do think this, this will be the multiple times he's been on campus in Austin. The Shard Choice, very good at recruiting this position and has a really good relationship with Davison and his father. 
Yeah, I think the tone of this recruitment could change by the end of the weekend. We just got to see what he says coming out of this visit. Now, cornerback Jabori Antone, he's going to be there, and he's one of the top players in the state of Louisiana. I think early on he's ranked number two in the state, number 45 overall, so we're talking another top 50 prospect on campus. Uh, what are the chances of pulling him out of the state of Louisiana this year? Yeah, I think Texas has a legitimate shot here. What's interesting is he's a former teammate of freshman, star freshman safety, Derek Williams at Texas. They mm -hmm. played at Westgate High together there in New Iberia. He was, he was on campus two or three times this season for games. And the interesting thing about this, Josh, is uh, Jabari had told me a few, a few weeks ago he was going to Tennessee on the 20th for their junior day. Then he cancels that and puts out on social media that he's going to be at Texas on the 20th. So I think that shows you where Texas is at in this process right now. I think they're working from a position of strength. The question is, Brian Kelly was by Westgate High. Uh, Corey Raymond now being back as defensive backs coach is registered with Jabori Antoine. What type of run? Is, is LSU going to make? I think they'll get him on campus late January, early February, one of those two junior day weekends, the 27th or February 3rd. I think LSU is going to make up ground here. Is it going to be enough to beat out Texas, Georgia, and some of the other schools? We'll find out. Mm. All right. Well, big weekend in Austin. Jerry, thanks for stopping by the inside scoop. And there's still more to come. Ryan Williams visit coming up in just about a week. Appreciate you. You got it. The QB dominoes for the 2025 class are falling fast. It's been about two weeks now since the number one quarterback in Bryce Underwood committed to LSU, and now things are about to heat back up. But there's been a major curveball thrown into the 2025 QB cycle. I got director of recruiting for On3, Chad Simmons, here to talk about the next quarterback dominoes that are about to fall. But first, Hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We got this thing going over 40K and we're not stopping. Hit subscribe for me, please. All right, let's get Chad Simmons on. Chad, Bryce Underwood to LSU happened about two weeks ago now, but just yesterday there was a major curveball thrown, and that was the news that Julian Lewis, who is committed to USC in the 2026 class, is reclassifying to 2025, so meaning his time is now. I said he is committed to USC but what does the reclassification mean for his recruitment? Yeah, I mean, really just means what it is. It kind of obviously accelerates his recruiting process and moves things up now to 2025, which is one year sooner for him. And this really came as really no surprise to anyone that follows him or his recruitment. He's mentioned this for really since the time he committed to USC. I think obviously it was known he was thinking about it. Um, and now he'll look to take, instead of unofficial visits this spring and summer, He'll now take some meaningful and important official visits this summer in preparation for his senior season. Uh, and then obviously his signing in December now and a year earlier. So I think, you know, he's mentioned Auburn, maybe the next week or two, he'll be at Georgia on February 3rd. Alabama's always been in this. Um, other schools like Texas are involved as well. So um, now we wait and see. He remains committed to USC. Uh, he loves, obviously, what Lincoln Riley does with quarterbacks and the offensive scheme there at, at Southern Cal. Uh, but at the same time, there's other schools in the mix. He was at Auburn for the Georgia game. He was at Georgia and Alabama for games in the fall. And when he committed to USC, Texas was right there as well. So uh, this one will get a little bit more interesting here now with the OVs being set up for the spring and summer. 
Yeah, and he's from Carrollton, Georgia. So for him to travel 3,000 miles away to USC, you know, that's a, that's a long way to go when you got all these teams right in your neighborhood recruiting you. Do you think it's going to be tough for USC to hold on to Julian Lewis? Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say maybe tough, but I, I'll say it won't be easy, which kind of means the same thing, I guess, in a different terminology there. But it, it will not be easy. It's not a cakewalk for Lincoln. Obviously, he's going to have to recruit Julian. Uh, until the end, you know, he's a hot commodity. What will he be the number one quarterback in 25? He'll, he'll be one of those guys for sure. Uh, in the reclassification, he's been a guy that's been talked about since seventh grade. Uh, out here, I live in the same state as him in Georgia, and he's been a name I've heard about going back to what 11, 12 years old. And he's right. lived up to all those expectations, taking his team to a state championship game in, in his freshman year. And he's put up the numbers, he, he, he kind of lives in that microscope, and he's answered all the questions about talent so those schools are not going to give up on juju even though he's committed to usc so it will not be easy for riley to hang on here yeah we'll see what happens there major curveball thrown into this one now george mcintyre when bryce underwood committed it was basically george mcintyre you are now on the clock is he any closer to closing in on a decision yeah, I think we talked about George, you know, I think that week leading up to Bryce's announcement, Josh, now I feel the same. It seems like late January is likely the time um, that he makes the decision, you know, and, and here we are on the back end of that month now. And uh, everything I'm hearing still points to that. Uh, there was talk about him behind the scenes, maybe committing even this week from what I'm told from a source that's likely mm -hmm. or that's not going to happen. Um, as of the time we record this this week, but maybe next week, the week after. I do think, as you said, closing in, I do think he is doing just that with his decision. Yeah, I, it's just entirely too cold here in Nashville to be making any major decisions in this weather. Uh, so I can understand George McIntyre holding off on that. Tennessee still looking good here, Chad? Yeah, you know, I think we we jumped on the LSU train with Bryce pretty early, and that played out the right way. I feel the same about Tennessee here with George. I think it comes down to just that relationship with Josh Heupel, man, the connection with the offensive uh, staff, you know, the head coach there at UT. He's been there numerous times. He knows players. He knows people. He feels comfortable. Uh, and obviously, it's an in-state program with stability, which is big in the coaching staff right now with everything that's going on in the college football world with coaches and changes and things like that. But I think the relationships and stability and offensive scheme put Tennessee in a good spot. All right. We'll see what happens with George McIntyre, see if a decision gets made before the end of the month. Uh, the last prospect, the last big-time QB I want to talk about is Ryan Montgomery. He's out of Findlay, Ohio, four-star quarterback. Now, he has been taking visits, and I'm always a proponent of follow the visits. They'll usually lead you to where the, he's going to commit to. So what are you hearing on Ryan Montgomery? Are we narrowing his team down or his focus down, and could a decision be coming soon? Yeah, Josh, he's got this weekend coming up back to South Carolina, then he goes to Georgia, and then he goes to Florida. Uh, I, I've always viewed South Carolina and Florida as that maybe as we talked before, the tier one teams for a guy like Ryan Montgomery. I think he's a guy that's high on SEC programs, the Gamecocks, the Gators, uh, both Billy Napier 
and Shane Beamer have both been in to see him this week up in Finley, Ohio. Uh, so obviously he's wanted by those guys. So I think the mutual interest is strong in those two programs. George is supposed to be in next week to see him. Mike Bobo, uh, he'll be down there. Talk about maybe Alabama getting in there to see him. Kentucky as well. Uh, Miami's Mario Crystal Ball was there. Uh, could they squeeze in a trip to Miami as well at some point? I think the plan right now is with Montgomery Group to take these three trips, South Carolina, Georgia, then Florida, reconvene in February when it goes dead again, talk about it, are they ready to commit? Do they wanna cut things down? Do they wanna take a few more trips in March and April? Then decide, I think February will be a big month for them to figure out, could they pull the trigger next month? Yes. Yeah. They decide to wait and take another trip or two, that's possible as well. But I do think he's getting very close to making that decision. Yeah, it sounds like a month from now, the QB dominoes will have already fallen. So, Chad Simmons, thanks for dropping by. And let me know, guys, where do you think Julian Lewis is going to sign? Where do you think George McIntyre is going to go? And Ryan Montgomery, let me know. Comment section below. Chad, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Sounds good, man. Thanks, Josh. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed that content, be sure to subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We have a new page dedicated only to recruiting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now.